Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Blaze, joined again today, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. David Becker. What up? <laughs> what up, invaders? <laughs> I don't know. I started out pretty normal, but the longer I went on, I'm like, oh, I'm running out of breath. I'm not going to be able to get this whole sentence out. So I'm like, here we go. I got to go faster. And hey, you got to go fast. You got to committed go to it. I committed. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna do this whole episode in Alex Jones <laughs> impression. No, uh, guys, how's it going? Hopefully, you've all seen the Emoji Movie because uh, that's what we're talking about today as the main topic, and uh, no one will go see it with me. And I feel like that's probably a good life choice by everyone else, and maybe poor decision making on my side, but um, I still want to see it. So we gotta see Detroit first. So. All right, well, guys, this week we're going to be uh, talking uh, a certain Affleck brother, uh, the one who's not a creep, uh, wrote in to uh, the advice I'm segment. I'm fairly certain they're both, they're both maybe creeps. Well, yeah, the one who's not a known creep yet, yet, um, wrote into uh, the advice column this week. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Annabelle creation in the upcoming movie segment. But first... Ooh. A little segment that maybe we'll bring back later. This is one that I think we could get a lot of life out of. Except for maybe from Aaron. Because he's seen upwards of 2,000 movies probably at this point. No, and, no. Uh, it's just under 2,000 movies. Just under 2,000. Okay. Um, I know. It's, wow. it's, it's shameful. I'm, I'm sorry I failed you guys. No, no. It's all right. Not having seen more than <laughs> You didn't hit 2K before. Yes. I know. You should have been working at that. Uh... I know I certainly wasn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I thought, there are movies that we've seen that we know the other people will like, but we're like, how are we going to get them to watch them? You know, we, we, they, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. It's like me with Game of Thrones. It's like, Jacob, you're going to like Game of Thrones. Watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, nah, Game of Thrones sucks. Nah. <laughs> and I just cry because I'm, like, really excited to watch Game of Thrones, but I know I'll never watch Game of Thrones, if that makes sense. But, uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's that for movies. So we're each picked a movie for the other person. Um, and we're going to go through them and we're going to describe why we like, why we think they'll like that movie. Then next week, you got to return for this one on the, what have we been watching segment? We're going to be talking about both of the movies that we've received. To watch. Um, so, Mama. Being, that being said, do we want to go person by person? So, like, we'll give Aaron both of his movies. Dave will give yeah. both. All right, we'll go that way. All do right, that. so let's start with Aaron then. David, would you like All to go right. first, or do you want me to go first? I, go I first. assume this is just alphabetical, and that's why I'm first, and not, like... I mean, yeah, that's... First, because I'm best. Well, no, it's but... never that. In all, oh, the, okay. in all the Twitter uh, things, it's not that. It's like Aaron, A, <laughs> David, Jacob. That's how I do it. ADJ. ADJ, there you go. It's like RDJ, but it's uh, dejected. Uh, well, what is the movie? What is the movie? What is my movie? Jacob. So I was telling Aaron a little bit about this. You know, he's seen 2,000 movies. And I'm like, well, there are three movies that I'm like, okay, I really want Aaron to see these, but they're all on the AFI Top 100 list. 
So it's like, he's going to watch them anyway. I need to pick a movie that Aaron, under no circumstances, would ever watch otherwise. But it's still a good movie. But it's still a good movie. That's the other thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to make him watch Life After Beth. And I'm like, that's not a good movie. This is one that I was like, I would never have thought to recommend this until you said that you loved Moulin Rouge. And I, and I was like, okay. Well, I would never have guessed he liked Moulin Rouge, so that must mean he'll like this movie. Um, so this movie okay. is Across the Universe. Um, it's on Netflix. It's, uh, I hate to describe it this way, because Mamma Mia is not a good movie, but it's the Mamma Mia I, for Beatles songs. Um, probably should stick to the Moulin Rouge comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It's, uh, this is one that I think you'll enjoy with the Moulin Rouge comparison. I think it has a lot of, uh, well, number one, it's Beatles music. So it's like the best band ever, ever. So there you go. And I don't wow. know how you feel about the Beatles, actually, Aaron. I don't know that we've ever even talked about it. I mean, I, I like the Beatles, I suppose. There you go. I, I suppose I'm more appreciative of their, you know, prominence in musical culture than I am, like, an actual avid listener. Okay. It's, I suppose well, I, I would phrase it. On that level, I think this will really work for you. Number one, you have great singers. Um, nearly everyone in the movie is actually a stage actor, except for our two leads. So they didn't get just like movie stars and are like, here you go, sing now. Uh, the biggest movie star in it is Jim Sturgis, who is in 21. <laughs> so um, it's not like you got like huge names just like sing now, but it's... Uh, Great stage actors doing great renditions of Beatles classics. Some of them that I'm sure you'll know. Some of them that maybe will expand your Beatles listening horizon. There's some deep cuts in this. And it's certainly not a perfect movie. I wouldn't say that this is like, oh man, I loved this movie. But I think you can appreciate it from the music side, from the visual side. Because it's basically a whirlwind tour through the 60s um, in the use of Beatles music. Um, mm -hmm. with a one central uh, romance kind of at the middle. Um, so I think that's really what sells it, is that the, it is able to cover so many different genres because the Beatles had so many different genres and so many different moments because the 60s were so prominent uh, for so many different uh, historical moments. So I think that's, I think you're going to like it. There's some trippy, trippy visuals in this, too. So I'm excited to see what you think. Um, this was actually a film that was, has been in my Netflix queue for a while now. All right. So it is definitely a film I was interested in watching. But I guess this will be the motivation to finally watch it. There you go. And I was like, because well, this is one that I watched, I'm like, is this really a good movie? I'm really biased because of how much I love the Beatles. <laughs> and I looked on Letterboxd and stuff and read some reviews. I'm like, yeah, most of these reviews are, like, extremely positive. So, all right. I guess it's probably a good movie. So, uh, David, what's your movie for Aaron? Uh, well, it, as we kind of talked about, Aaron has watched a lot of movies. So it was incredibly hard. But I've decided on a movie that not, may not necessarily be... Regarded highly, but that <laughs> yeah, has the quotation marks for you. Uh, listeners yeah. on there. Can you see the quotes he's making with his claw hands? <laughs> but 
it's a classic, not nonetheless. This movie <laughs> is major pain. Mm. Came yep. out in '95. It's the classic slapstick comedy. Are you into cl- slapstick comedy? Uh, like what, like Three Stooges style <laughs> slapstick mm. comedy, or <laughs> not? Nah, not not quite that. Maybe a little more. No, you're just gonna watch it. You're just gonna have to take it all in. All it's, right. got da- it's got it's got Damon Wayne in it. Like who doesn't like Damon Wayne? All right. Um, there's a lot of it's it's about a it's about a army sergeant who got dishonorably discharged because there's no wars to fight. But he's always ever been in the military, so he doesn't know what to do. So then you kind of there's a little there's a little teaser. This I mean, this is a film so that we. <laughs> I'm looking at the description right now. I'm like, why? Why is this a movie? But it sounds pretty. Like it sounds like it could be compelling. So I don't know. I mean, I mean we oh, talked no, about no, this. It's not compelling. I mean, like like funny. Sorry, not compelling. Like, oh man, I'm so invested in you, these characters. Like so, remembering like, the Titans compelling. Yeah, not like, not that level. No, but it seems like it could be a good wacky comedy. Oh yeah, she's up there. But we we met. You mentioned this earlier on the podcast, like a few weeks ago, because we were talking about the. The film, the first film we would show to our kids. Oh, oh yeah. And then you brought this one up, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen it. it I don't know if it sounds particularly good, <laughs> but I guess I have to watch it now." And now, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking at the time. I added to my watch list after that podcast, but now I will have to watch it. <laughs> so. All right. So Aaron, let's see if it's anything like uh, when you guys forced me to watch the pacifier. Is it at least I, better than the pacifier, David? Oh, ten times better. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not as good as Nacho Libre. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, well I don't trust standard, either of you so. guys with the Nacho Libre stuff. So, um, that's where I'm like, nope. That's where Aaron and David's film tastes just fall off. It's like, good, good, good. Whoa, Nacho Libre. <laughs> can can we recommend that you rewatch? Nacho Libre, uh, even no, though you've I already seen will. it before. And like, it both sucks. of us recommend it, so you have to watch it twice <laughs> in one week. <laughs> oh Alright, David. Movies for you. Oh boy, let me write these down. This so don't forget. Perhaps a bit selfish of me to choose. Because you have this Blu-ray, and you have had it for months and months. <laughs> I knew that was coming. But, but uh, this is one that I really... I was thinking, like, what has David not seen that's, in, like, a classic? And I was like, well, David has been looking to get kind of into more horror movies. Uh, we watched The Conjuring, and he's like, wow, that was really great. Um, the Conjuring and this other movie are tied for my favorite horror movie of all time. So, you've already seen The Conjuring. So, mm-hmm. now it's time to watch Alien, David. It's time to watch it, man. Um <laughs> Know what that means? I'm watching the entire anthology then, because like <laughs> yeah, once I once I once I watch Alien, you're gonna want it back. So I'm like crap, so I have to watch all these movies. Just just stop after two, or just stop, and then be like, no, no. three and four never happened. <laughs> no, watching them. All right, but um, no, all right, I, all right. I, I think you'll really love it. Uh, it's that perfect blend of sci-fi and horror. I don't know how much you know about this movie, so if you don't know like anything at all about it. Oh man, there are some good moments in here that, like, when I first saw it, I wish I would have not been spoiled on. Um, I know there's a scene when the little dude pops out of the chest. Oh no! 
that's such a good scene. All right, it's, that that it's, was the scene he was trying to, you know. Yeah, because because I wrote because I because I wrote like the the great movie theater, like the great movie ride in Disney, and like Alien is like part of the ride, okay. and they go, oh look at this scene. I was like, well, there goes that movie. Like, no, it, it's that's such a great scene, and it still works even if you know what happens. Um, just the whole movie is such a perfect uh, blend of horror and sci-fi that I don't think there's been anything that great since then in that department. Maybe Aaron has one that <laughs> I've never seen. <laughs> but um, I just think that and the memorable characters, I think Ripley is just one of the best sci-fi characters ever until later on in the series. And then you're like, yeah. But um, no, it's it's a great movie and i don't know what else to say because it's a classic and you need to watch it so mm. alien next week viewers next week next week he's finally gonna see it one of the greatest films of all time and then you have to watch alien resurrection no. that's my recommendation oh, no. skip two and three <laughs> just, well, yeah oh just God. just go straight to resurrection, alien resurrection. I'll, I'll, I'll watch him right through All right. All right. <laughs> Aaron, what you got for yes. us? All right. Well, I had a kind of hard time figuring out what exactly I wanted to recommend to you because, like, I'm both. An enigma. Yeah, a, a little bit because it's both like I don't. Uh, it's like I know you haven't seen a lot of films that I really enjoy. So there's like a lot of the ones that, you know, I know a lot of great films that you haven't seen yet. But, like, I also. I guess I, I don't know exactly. You, you haven't seen enough films for me to figure out what exactly your best tastes are. So I'm going to go with something a little more experimental. Okay. But I think it's one that you have expressed interest for in the past. Because we've talked about this movie before on the podcast. It's this little film called Cloud Atlas. Ah, yes. Because this is, this is a film that I highly enjoy it got somewhat like mixed reception i suppose but it's a film that i really responded to and they recently put it on netflix so i was like well you know there's the perfect opportunity to finally get people to watch this movie okay then that's good i also have it on the blu-ray so oh do you cheers i haven't watched it yet so there you go yeah i know we had like because we had talked about this before like i talked about it like uh I, on the podcast, you, where we yeah, doing, I like, came over books turned into movies or something. It, yeah. yeah, and then when I came over, it was in your pile, but I knew you hadn't seen it yet, oh, and I was no. like, "This is a film that I think." I okay, I'm not quite sure if you'll like this film because it is, it is a very odd film, you know, because it takes place in several different time periods. You know, it goes from like the 1800s to the very far future. future. And yeah. it just has, like, the same actors. You have, you know, Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, Hugo Weaving, a bunch of these actors just kind of recurring as different characters in these different time periods. And then, like, all these time periods end up, like, connecting in certain yeah. ways or whatever. So, so sounds quite interesting. Yeah, I, th I think it's definitely kind of an interesting film that you're either going to... It's basically going to be either you love it or you hate it, I think. But I do think... It will be an interesting film to watch. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. All right. So David's got Alien and Cloud Atlas to watch for next week. I'm afraid to ask, what do you guys have for me? Uh, I can go first. Aaron, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I kind of had a difficult time picking one for you only because... I already gave you a hundred of my <laughs> best yeah. recommendations, which is the list of films we've been covering for the Gateway to Cinema, you know, spinoff podcast. So I was like, well, I got to find something that we're not already going to cover that's on the list. But then I remembered this film that, like, if I had known you hadn't watched it, I would have put it on the list because this is a film that I think you will really like. And it's a film that's really great. And that is the Baba Duke. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, so that I mean, is on that is on Netflix. Yes, it that is. is also yeah. on Netflix. Yes. So I mean, this is I think this is very much like in the vein of what you like out of your horror, though. You know, like the more the slower, more atmospheric horror. You know, I don't know if I would compare it. It's not nearly as like kind of like slow and atmospheric as something like the Black Blackcoat's Daughter or anything. Okay, but it is definitely a less traditional horror film like i i suppose a better comparison would pro- probably be like the witch but okay. kind of a slow burn but it's very much centered on like the the character development and all that so it's a very well-crafted horror film it's it's a very unique horror film you know it's one that doesn't go for a lot of the traditional scares but it's a very it's a very terrifying film it's a very like emotionally powerful film i suppose and you know it's just a a film that's just kind of the enjoyable in the sense that it's kind of it's fun it's weird it's unique and it's scary so it's like it's a good horror film and one that you should definitely watch i don't want to say too much because i don't want to really spoil some of the details of it but I, I already had this movie spoiled by me by Vernon, and uh, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Babadook was really scary, guys. <laughs> I shouldn't have went to go see it. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm excited. This is one that, again, been meaning to watch, but, again, this is the motivation that'll uh, get me to watch it. So, all right. David, what you got? I'm sure you could guess it. I think I probably can guess what yours is, but take me there. Paint me a picture. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. I made I forced Aaron to watch it when he was at my house. I was like, oh. "You're coming over. We're gonna watch a movie." Okay. And this movie is Shutter Island. Yeah. Because I I selfishly want you to watch this because <laughs> so we can talk about it on the podcast and all the spoilers and so I can connect everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's just amazing, thrilling experience when you like you're just like so. It, I would say, it takes you in, doesn't it, Aaron? It, it takes you into the whole story, and you're just like, "What's gonna happen?" Like, and you're trying to like, put all the pieces together, but like they don't fit, and then you gotta like re put them together. It's a trip. Yeah. yeah, that's like how I was when I was uh, talking about my reaction to the film after I had watched it. I, it was that's what I was describing it as. I was like, it alternated between me being like, "Oh, I know exactly what's going on," and me having no clue what's going on. It just kept on like switching back and forth, like every ten minutes. But, but in a in a good way. Though. In a yeah, like, not, not in like, like this film is so poorly made that like, I can't figure out what's going on. Like, what the heck is yeah? 
Not in that sense, no. It's, it's like it's like it's like toying with you. It's like, oh, like oh, bring, come on over here. Whoosh, blindside. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, experience that must must be taken, but alone. Got to watch alone. You, but uh, Aaron watched it with you. No, I left him in my house. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's I was true. I was alone for the dramatic parts. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Which are all throughout the movie, maybe not just in the beginning or the end. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Wait, did Aaron? Did you say dramatic or traumatic? I said dramatic. Oh, (laughs) okay. I'm like, oh man, what am I going? No, no, not a traumatic movie. (laughs) And I have this on Blu-ray, so if you'd like to come borrow it, or you can like to do that, or you can rent it somewhere. Do it, but (laughs) Uh, all right. So I've got the Babadook and uh, Shutter Island. So join us next. Shutter week. Island is a nice little chunk of time. So yeah, that's all right. So is Cloud Atlas. So. <laughs> Cloud is Atlas it? is like three yeah, hours, Cloud isn't it? What? Cloud Atlas is like three hours, isn't it? It's it's not quite three hours, okay. but it's, it's long. Because Shutter Island is like two and a half. Oh okay, all right. right. You know, so she's she's there. That's all right, you know. And Major Payne's probably like a nice brisk, like eighty minutes. Or something. Yeah, I think uh, across the universe is actually kind of long, if I remember correctly. But that's because musicals it just fits tend so to many. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a weird, like they they take a couple detours that I'm like, this doesn't need to be taken. But whatever, it's you'll you'll see, you'll understand when you see it. Um, all right, guys, join us next week. We're gonna be talking about those exact movies on the uh, What Have Been Watching segment next week. So join us then. Guys, let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week. You're the moon starter, aren't you? Can you help me? What do you need? Interesting week, guys. Not really sure what to make of some of these, but let's get started. Uh, with Annabelle Creation. Is this the spinoff of... The spinoff of the original of the... No, I'm just kidding. This is the spinoff, though, of the... Um, of the Conjuring, it, it, right? It is the spinoff of the Conjuring, but it also, it looks like they're pretty much ignoring all the events of the prior Annabelle which film. Which amazing. So, which is a good idea, because Annabelle was terrible, but yeah. it, is, it is kind of like a, it's a spinoff of a spinoff yeah. of the Conjuring, in a sense. So, so basically... They're taking everything that was bad about the first movie, not doing anything. So it could possibly be an okay, scary movie. Is that what I'm understanding yeah, from you too? It could possibly be pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the surprising because usually are... Jake, Jacob's like, oh, gosh, can't believe this movie came out. So I mean, he's not, he's off his high horse into like a medium sized horse. David F. Sandberg <laughs> did such like a good job with mood and tone. Well, maybe not tone. Did such a great job with mood in uh, um, Lights Out. Lights uh, Out. And so the fact that he's, you know, being put onto kind of a bigger scale movie, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with this one. I think there's only up to go from the first Annabelle, so <laughs> we don't have to worry about it being worse than that. Um, <laughs> Joke's and, on you. <laughs> yeah, and early reviews are, like, pretty positive. They're not like, oh man, this is a great scary movie. They're just like, yeah, that's pretty good. It's scary, and I mean, it doesn't yeah, really have much. It to sounds say, like it's but... going to be very much like a 
above average horror flick. Very much like Lights Out yeah, like was. Lights Out, like, yeah. Obviously, I've I've stayed many times. I have problems with Lights Out's uh, mm-hmm. ending, but the but like the rest of it was just an above average. A bunch of great jump oh, scares. Uh, like it, they were jump scares, but they were like well done. They were done. Lights Out was trash. Scares. And like Lacey said, the mood is pretty solid. Um, have you uh, seen well, Lights I... Out? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Have you seen Lights Out? That's the one with the blind guy, right? Or is that no? Get that, out? That's uh, no. That's, that's don't breathe. Don't breathe. I think you'd Which like Lights li- Out, David. That's what Which also one was Lights like, Out? Good. Uh, lights Out is the one with like the the ghost creature thing that appears when the lights are out. Oh, okay. it can only be in the then. dark. That would. That's actually a really good uh, introduction to horror films. I think like a recent introduction. Um, that might be one that you might want to watch. Yeah, oh, it is very much kind of like that, that more mainstream like mm-hmm. group, like friends group style horror film. You know, the one you watch at midnight with, with the, all of you like huddled on the oh, same yeah. couch or whatever. <laughs> oh, the oh, the blanket moved. <laughs> like when you watch Paranormal Activity three, why did the blanket move? <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Uh, yeah, but David F. Sandberg. I mean. Even in Lights Out, he knew how to have fun with his horror premise. Um, so I think if he brings that to Annabelle, I mean, the ending can't be worse than the first Annabelle, right? I mean, that's, hopefully that's it won't true. be racist. So, I mean, at least we're going to be fine there. Um, but it looks like it's doing a better job of capturing the period setting, which is like a key part of the Conjuring universe, you know, the appeal of the Conjuring universe that oh. the first Annabelle film did a horrible job yeah, at. Yeah, Annabelle so. was a period piece, but... I wouldn't have ever guessed that. I'm like, why should she use her phone? Oh yeah, this is taking place in like the 50s. Why is she wearing modern clothes? <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? So, but, so it looks sucks. like very much like they've learned from all their mistakes, and you know, they're it's gonna be like a pretty solid, entertaining end of summer horror flick. Yeah. So I might see this in theaters. I haven't decided I'll if I get the chance. If da- if David, you gonna come with me on this one? You've seen The Conjuring, so. I got the Conjuring too, as well. You do I could have just the knock them all out. Oh yeah, dude, do it. Don't watch Annabelle. <clears throat> Seriously, don't watch Annabelle. <laughs> just don't bother because this film's just gonna rewrite it all anyway, yeah. and going to be much better. So, uh, so if this is uh, again, we haven't seen like the final product or anything, but if this is the sort of um, direction they're taking with these Conjuring spinoff movies, then I won't be. I'm still going to be upset that The Nun exists because that doesn't make sense in their own universe, but the Crooked Man spinoff, I'm actually pretty interested for, even though I don't like the Crooked Man bits in Conjuring 2. <laughs> I love the Crooked Man bits, so uh, I'm excited for that. Guys, what about The Nut Job 2? Nutty <laughs> by nature. <laughs> How did this get out of, out of screen? Like, how is this not, like, a direct-to-DVD, you know, like, cash-in that was just, like, dumped in... You just stumble across it <clears> at Walmart one day, and you're like, oh, guess, guess they did make another one of those. Yeah, like those open-season movies, they made, like, seven of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it's weird that they got Will Arnett back. Like, does he just have no standards? Will he be in anything? Like, to go from BoJack Horseman to this, it's like, what? <laughs> but but will like you're in okay then Catherine Heigl's in it Maya Rudolph who will be in anything I think we've uh, seen um, I mean 
if the Angry Birds movie is anything. And and what? the Emoji movie. And the Emoji movie. If it's like a cartoon, so, yes. like, yeah, I'll be in it. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, man, I don't care. Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, send me, send me the check. I'll do it. Oh, and of course, the uh, two of the best uh, stand-up comedians of all, uh, of all time, and of course I say that very sarcastically, we got Jeff Dunham and Gabriel Iglesias in this movie, guys. <laughs> Ooh. You're missing the most important cast member of this film, though. Bobby Moynihan? Which is Jackie Chan. I already said Jackie Chan. Did you say yes. Jackie Chan? Oh, okay, I missed that part. Yeah. Because that's like all... I've seen so many TV spots for this film. Because I've been watching way too much Cartoon Network lately. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been seeing well, too many TV problem. spots for this. And it's always just highlighted. Hey, Jackie Chan's in this movie, so uh, he's probably not even. The kids, the kids love Jackie Chan. Yeah, that, that, that's what the kids love. They love Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're all in agreement that this shouldn't exist. But question: Do we think it'll get better reviews than the Emoji movie? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Hard to get worse than the Emoji movie. All right, well, uh, moving on to The Glass Castle, then. A movie I'm fairly interested in. Uh, it's got Brie Larson, who is just the best actress in, in the business right now, probably. I'm going to make that distinction right now. Have, Larson is the have best Have you read actress. the book? No, I haven't. Have you read, you read the book, Kevin? I have not, no. I was, I was supposed to for class. I read, like, three pages of it, and then I got an A on the paper, so I didn't really matter. So like but a typical book for class. Yeah. Yeah. Read but uh, I, know, I know the gist of it. Like it's just basically about a um a girl and her family and just how she grew up on like not on the run, but like she basically grew up home a nomad, but like homeless and always moving, like in train stations and cardboard boxes, but like it was it was, like, the family. Even though, like, the dad was, like, an engineer and super smart, you could just never pull down a job. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just, like, her experience and how they got out or tried to get out. So, it's going to be one of those inspirational kind of movie things. You know, at the end, it's, like, Joker. Bah. Yeah. I, I guess it was a good book. Is this... Shout out to Saginaw uh, Valley. One time. Based on a true story? Do we know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, so far, it's at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. One bad, one good, one bad, and one good. So we can't really determine anything yet from this. The, um, the bad reviews of the people who probably read the book were yeah. like, it's nothing like the book. That's probably what it is. Yeah, I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat interested in that. It's from the same director as this film called Short Term 12, which I've been meaning to watch for oh, yeah. a long while. Yeah. So... Maybe I'll finally get around to that now that this one's coming out. Because yeah. I've heard that one's really good. I mean, just with this great cast, I mean, with Brie Larson, Woody Harrelson, and Naomi Watts, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. You're, you're, you've got me in the theater there. Um, so hopefully it doesn't turn out to be another, uh, what the hell, God, Book of Henry, <laughs> where it turns out to be gutter trash. But I don't think it'll end up to be that bad but we'll see um guys she's back 
Ingrid Goes West, Aubrey Plaza movie, plus Scarlet Witch is in this? Did they make this movie for me? Is this a Jacob movie? <laughs> this movie looks like a fat L. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't speak so quickly. Reviews are positive. I don't, I don't even see the trailer. Mostly positive. So I don't even know what this is. Oh, you just you just were antagonizing me. I, I get it. No. Yes. Um Haha, <laughs> 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 I spite you. Also, uh has O'Shea Jackson, Wyatt Russell, and uh I don't never know how to pronounce her name, but Mantis in uh Guardians of the Galaxy two. Palm Palm Clementif. There we go. If we're, we're if just we're wrong, gonna message yeah. the podcast and please please tell us how yeah, to pronounce your name. If you're listening to this, Palm please tell tell us um i mean this is a movie about a girl who has like a horrible life and like sees someone who has a perfect life on instagram or something like that and then moves across the country and like tricks her into being best friends with her and all that so it's a, a little bit of a cliche storyline but mm-hmm. oh wow Plaza, and it's elizabeth olsen so, again, you've got me in the theater, no matter what. Will this actually come to a theater near me? Probably not. But will I drive to go find a theater that's playing this? You know Probably. I will. <laughs> I think if, if you're going to pick favorite actresses like this, you should pick ones with more consistent filmographies. Yeah, no, I should. I really should. You, you, need, you need to stop torturing yourself by going to see every single Aubrey Plaza film. Brie Larson. Maybe you should stay home and watch Legion instead for your Aubrey Plaza fix. Yeah, well. Guys, this or is... watch The Little Hours because yeah, that one say, looks really good. We're not even done with Aubrey Plaza this summer because we got Aubrey Plaza and Allison Brie in the same movie. Did they make this movie for me? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> also, I didn't realize it, but The Little Hours... And the Beguiled have nearly the exact same plot. And one's a comedy and one's like a thriller drama. So, I don't know. I'm interested, though. We'll be talking about that one later, I think, though. I don't know when that comes out, actually. No, it already came out. Oh, it did it, really? It, it just only got a very limited release, though. Well. I'm I think excited. it's on, on a DVD soon, though, so. Oh, well, I'm excited. More excited. Um, yeah, all right. Guys, let's move on. Let us. To the What Have You Been Watching segment this week. This is a scam. She deserved it, Mom. It's your job to stand at the curtains and not attack the clients. And you, young lady? What's a scam? I love you, Metro Man. And I love you, random citizen. <laughs> um, nothing. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. You, yeah. you watch like nothing? I watched uh, The Devil's Backbone, which we... By this point, I've already talked about on Gateway to Cinema. So if you haven't yet, go check out that episode. It was posted on Tuesday. And uh, we find out that Aaron actually hates this movie. We don't know why he put it on the list. It's really a good plot twist. Yeah, that, that one just kind of slipped in there. Yeah. You know? I, meant to, I meant to put uh, Alien Resurrection on there and uh-huh. just typed in the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big typo. I don't know how you missed that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know either. Um, David. What do you got for us this week? So, I'm, I'm short as always. I had a really long week. But, um, so I watched 
two episodes of It's Always Sunny right before the podcast. I watched uh, actually three: The Serial Defense. Oh yeah, Dennis <laughs> System. Dennis and the one when they get stranded, and the half of them get stranded in the forest, and then Charlie pretends to be uh, Frank at the oh, animal yeah. adoption the, or the animal event in the woods. And Peter yeah, Peter and, and, and <laughs> we watch it solely for the lion when Charlie gets it. He's like, "Oh, I knew I shouldn't have left Philly. Look at what are all these trees? Trees, trees are awful." And he's trees just everywhere. Trees everywhere. Trees. <laughs> like, so we watched it for that line. And then I watched Nacho Libre, which couldn't stop. I couldn't even oh, finish yeah. my popcorn. I was laughing so much. Do you think that is probably the movie you've seen the most? No, Major Pain. Major Pain? Okay. All right. What is the Nacho, Nacho Libre is like, a, it's like second. Yeah. Aaron, what movie do you think you've seen the most? Oh, wait, never mind. It's The Dark Knight. Sorry. It's, it's the, the Dark, Dark Knight. I, I, it might be... Um, Empire Strikes Back for me, but it actually might be Scott Pilgrim, because I've seen Scott Pilgrim an unhealthy amount of times, so I don't know. Um, oh, I should have recommended <coughs> Scott Pilgrim. What did I do? <laughs> I should have recommended that to David. Oh, I messed up. <laughs> all right, next round. Um, all right, so what else do you watch, David? No, no, that's all. That's all. And Aaron, yeah. you've had a extremely large week of movie viewing. I'm I'm not gonna get into all of them. Okay. Some of, some of the things I watched were for my October blog project, so I'm not gonna oh, spoil so those. But oh, I did I did watch some notable things this week. I'm gonna start off with the big one. Watched the Great Wall, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember I saw that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the one with Matt Damon, right? That's the one with yeah Matt Damon What's, travels to like? China. <laughs> It was uh, really stupid, <laughs> but like surprisingly fun. That, that's what I told you. Like when I, you guys were like, "What are you?" I'm like, "Cause the whole aliens and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, that's like aliens and stuff." And, and Jacob's like, "What? Like aliens?" <laughs> I was cracked up. I don't believe it. I still don't believe it. This is the Nacho Libre thing. I'm like, I will not find any enjoyment in this movie. I already you, know. I, I should have recommended The Great Wall to you. <laughs> because, like, some of the scenes were cool, like, when they were, they had, like, the, the the pink, it was a pink or purple, the women jumping from the, out uh, the, the wall. Blue. You know how, like, oh, they're blue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. Just yeah, but, older. like, some of those shots were super, like, when they were diving off the walls. Like, okay, like, that's over the top, but fun, like. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I like about this yeah. this film is like compared to a lot of uh, American blockbusters I've seen lately. Like I don't know if this one we count as an American or Chinese blockbuster or not. It's a co-production, but yeah. But like compared to a lot of recent American blockbusters, this film is very like very colorful. Like especially like their armor, you know, you have like the blue soldiers, yeah. the red soldiers, all that. It was really visually cool to see that much color on screen, and I do yeah. think that a lot of the action scenes were pretty like inventive and like unique compared to like what we're used to i suppose like like you're talking about like the 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 female soldiers who would like dive off as like the yo-yo kind of you know just dive down to spear the alien monster creatures and come back up but it's not no, it's a like, good movie, but it's kind of fun. You're like, yeah, like, like Matt da- with when Matt Damon and the other guy were like, "Do the bar trick." He's like, "Dude, I was drunk. I can't do this for all these all these people." It's like, "Do the trick." It's like, 
like, why are we like arguing about a drunk trick right now to impress like the army? It's really stupid. But I was like, all right. Well. Yeah, like the the whole like the plot, what little plot there is oh, is yeah. really stupid, and just like all the characters are thinly written. Like Matt Damon's just like in one scene, he's like the 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 head general of the army is like you have to learn how to trust people and Matt Damon's like I got this far because I never trust anyone and then like two scenes later he's like I gotta trust you now or <laughs> it's so That's terrible a, a character development <laughs> <laughs> but just you know it, it's just like colorful inventive action sequences you know just overblown CGI it's 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 an amusing film it's a, it's a Nice, fun hour and 40 minutes or whatever. Oh, no. All right. So, not nearly as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Good. That's, so such then, a, that's such a high regard right there. <laughs> not as bad and as terrible as I expected. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right. All right, so next up, watched Ouija, Origin of Evil. This Finally. was going to be one that I recommended to you in the movies. I'm really glad I didn't pick that one then. Okay. I feel like it. Uh, it was definitely a vast improvement over the first one. That's for sure. Yeah. That's what Jacob said when I watched but I was like, I still was like, yeah, this isn't that good. Like, like I walked out of the theater. I was like, that's all? Like, all right. <laughs> I think definitely the the strong like the how strong like the re- response to this film was a lot of that was dependent on the first the film first being so absolutely awful that people are just like well this can't help but look like a great movie in comparison. <laughs> but I mean it's it's a pretty it's a pretty solid horror film I suppose. Like um I thought the cast was great. Like I I actually the cast and, like, the writing for these characters it was pretty great. Like, yeah. I actually cared about them. They established a great dynamic. You know, they were they were endearing. There was a lot of funny moments. And so it, it's, it's one of those horror films where, like, you actually don't want people to die because you're like, hey, I actually kind of like this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, but I do agree that, like, the, the third act yeah. suffers a bit from trying to you know, it, they kind of like wrote themselves in too tight of a corner with the first film, with their super long exposition dump, where they're just like, "Oh, this stuff happened, and then really this stuff happened, this stuff happened," and they had to line up with all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they could have just, you know, not yeah. been, you know, not not tried to make it fit everything that the first film set up, but I don't know. So I I do think that kind of hurt the film in the end. Yeah, but was- overall. I like the style. I like the you know retro style with the the whole seventies aesthetic and oh, the what's the, the, the what's the Tumblr thing like aesthetic porn or whatever they just add porn to a thing if it looks really good <laughs> like that's how I describe Ouija Origin of Evil aesthetic porn like seventies aesthetic porn so yeah yeah but yeah like the whole retro logo at the beginning and the little the little black dots showing up in the corner every now and then yeah. and. The cinematography matching the seventy style, like that was neat. Like mm-hmm. it was, it, they definitely was there was a noticeable effort in this film. Yeah, they cared. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, something better than the first film for sure. There's like uh, again, I still haven't seen the first Ouija or Ouija. Sorry, I don't ever plan on seeing it. But like, there are also like weird moments that after having like seen this movie 
And then, like, looking at, um, like, IMDb trivia or whatever, it's, like, there's weird callbacks or, I guess, call forwards to the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, stop. No one liked the first one. Why do you feel so obligated to, like, entertain this crowd? Like, no one liked it. Um, but also, callback to Lights Out. It's the same house that they used to film both movies. So. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. But yeah, so uh, it, it's an above-average horror film. I enjoyed it well enough, but I don't think it was exceptionally great, I suppose. Like, it, it very much felt like it was trying to be The Conjuring, but wasn't on that same level. So. I think there's a bit of revisionist history here with how much David thinks I liked this movie. I was at no point like, man, this movie, I love it. I, I was like, no, this movie is another great entry to a great year of horror. Last year was a great year for horror movies for the most part. And I think yeah. that was just another entry in there that made it I mean, it wasn't near the top, but at least, you know, bolstered down that middle area with that, along with Lights Out and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, it's enjoyable. And then, so then, uh, beyond that, I watched a few more films, because, like, I've been doing that thing where I'm trying to watch through the entire filmographies of some of my favorite directors, mm-hmm. so I watched a couple more of those. I watched another Wes Craven film called Deadly Friend, which was a very uh, interesting film. Okay. It's kind of like about like this like kid with a robotic friend, and uh, you know like kind of like short circuit style. This kid just create builds this robot, and the robot hangs out with him or whatever. And then like halfway through the movie, it just like suddenly shifts to this completely different story where he like has this friend that dies and. Then he, he, like, implants a computer chip in her brain to bring her back to life. So it's, like, it's very much, like, two movies in one. <laughs> what? But... <laughs> okay. So it's, it's very uneven, but it was kind of fun. Like, it was a campy, like, over-the-top 80s horror film. Like, apparently, the studio, like, uh, it was supposed to be more of, like, a dark romance film originally. And then, like, after... Like, audiences were like, well, if Wes Craven is directing this, I want more, like, gruesome kills in it. So then the studio, like, went back and reshot, like, gruesome kills to, like, stick in at random points or whatever. <laughs> so there's, like, some really weird, like, tonal, you know, like, jarring tonal shifts. Especially this really, like, infamous kill with a, a basketball that, uh, that I had actually I think I know this. known of that clip beforehand, <laughs> but I didn't know the movie it was from. But Please explain, because I think I know what this is. Well, it's basically just the, the girl, when she gets a computer champ in her, chip in her brain, she turns murderous because, you know, it's a horror film, whatever. So she goes to, like, this old, lady ho- old lady's house, like, this is, like, the mean old lady of the neighborhood, you know, shooting kids off the porch with a shotgun or whatever. And, uh, played by the, the old woman from uh, the Goonies. So, and then just, so she picks up like the basketball because it was the kid's basketball. Like it went over the fence. They couldn't get back because, you know, it's the old lady of the neighborhood. And then she, the girl just picks up the basketball and like chucks it at the woman's head. And it it just like explodes her head on impact and just like replaces it with the basketball. It's a great scene, (laughs) but it like doesn't fit the rest of the movie at all. All right. All right. I like it. But overall, it was a fun movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a fun movie. All right. 
So then beyond that, I watched a film by another one of my favorite directors, Richard Linklater, watched this film called Waking Life, which is a very interesting film. It's like um, rotoscope animation, which is essentially when they shoot live footage and then trace over it with animation. So it was a very interesting animation technique. And it's, it's basically... It's a very unconventional story structure, like a lot of Linklater's films are, where it's just, like, this kid, like, walking around, meeting various people who, like, just talk about, like, various philosophies or outlooks on life and sort of stuff like this. That's and such then... a Richard Linklater movie. <laughs> that is, like, <laughs> if you just said that and you're like, who do you think directed that movie? I'd be like, Richard Linklater, of course. <laughs> like, that's his kind of movie. You're like, all right. It is his kind of movie, but I very much like that style, you know? Oh, yeah, like, no, it, was, I, it was I'm not saying it's bad, it's just him it, it's fascinating it's it's thought-provoking you know it just kind of i i like his films because they're very like humanistic like he 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 really shows like a lot of care for just you know people and all their imperfections and all their absurdities and all that and i really like you know that kind of empathy that he shows in all his movies so i thought this film was very interesting because it also gets into a lot of stuff like the nature of dreams or whatever and you know like the difference between dreams and reality and it has a lot of discussion on that or whatever and i find that stuff really fascinating so i really enjoyed this movie i would recommend it if you're into that kind of like unconventional just uh, this dude hearing a bunch of philosophical viewpoints (laughs) all right yeah no richard linklater is definitely a director i have to get on my list of going through a bunch of uh, filmographies because the ones i've seen I've liked, but there's, like, you have this certain fondness for his movies that, I mean, I've seen Boyhood, and I'm sure that, oh, uh, School of Rock. I love School of Rock. School of Rock. But, uh, Boyhood was one that I was like, yeah, Boyhood's all right. Yeah, I like it just fine. And you're like, oh, no, go back and rewatch that. That movie's amazing. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to do that and go through all of his other movies, too. So I, w- I was very close to recommending uh, Before Sunset to you for yeah. this that's the first starting one, podcast. I'm assuming. That's the first one yeah, of the. I, just, I never know where right, to start with that. It's before sunrise. It's before sunrise is the first one. Okay. And then before sunrise. It goes progressively through time. Right. right so ahead. before sunrise, I was going to recommend to you because I was like, that that is like the film to like start getting into his style mm. more. I suppose it's a very great film. Plus, but. it has a pretty dope looking uh, Criterion Collection package <laughs> with all three of yep. them. Yep. So, all right. So then finally this week, watched the new season of Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, is that out? That's out. (laughs) No. (laughs) I gotta watch it. Oh my god. No, you don't. You gotta watch two other movies. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what? And you won't finish that season anyway. Don't worry. It's It's only eight episodes, episodes, but I don't know. At least he's pace he'll probably give up at like episode six and then just never pick it up again Comedy even though oh, the next episode is the one i specifically mentioned to just start watching the show to get to this episode can, can i take my recommendation back and just force you to watch san junipero <laughs> no. finally don't like, take can your I do recommendation this? back i will watch san junipero this week though i'll do it all right all right but yeah wet hot american summer i didn't like it as much as first day of camp i don't know why but it's still there were still a lot of hilarious moments like a lot of laughs a lot of it's just more absurd humor just like the most ridiculous things and like the 
the final episode especially. They just like go all out in ridiculousness. <laughs> so that was really great. All right. Cast is great, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. even re- you know replacing Adam uh, Bradley Cooper with Adam Scott. You know, works out really well. Wait, so. really? I didn't know they did that, huh? Yes. And then <laughs> oh, I wow. Bradley Maybe Cooper you should watch it. So you will find out. <laughs> Did, I knew that. Can I just not afford Bradley Cooper? Is that the problem? No, he had a scheduling conflict, uh, so he couldn't make it back. Dang. So they just have this really ridiculous r- reason for having Adam Scott come in and play the same character. So, <laughs> All right. But it, it works out very well. So, so yeah, quick eight episodes. It's essentially just you know one long movie, kind of like First Day of Camp was. Mm-hmm. So very funny, great cast. And, you know... And it definitely, like, kind of tries to wrap the whole saga up, I suppose. You know, if they had the prequel series and the actual film and now this sequel series, it very much feels like, you know, that's it. Like, this is the story they wanted to tell and, you know, this is going to be the end of it. But I think that's, I think right. that's fun because it's yeah. pretty solid uh, trilogy you got there then. Yeah. All right. Even though the shows are better than the movie. Yeah, I still have not seen the movie, so I don't know. Um, all right. Well, I'm excited. I have to watch it. Uh, all right. Is that it? So no, I have a bone to pick actually with you, Aaron. Okay. Not a movie that you watched <laughs> this week, that I was like, oh, Aaron finally watched this, and I checked where you placed it in your year ranking, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, it's going down. <laughs> And okay. I don't remember if this movie is actually good, but I really liked it as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even a kid when this movie came out, but when I first saw it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now, Aaron, why do you hate Mega Man, Megamind? Why, why do you hate it? What is I, wrong I, with you? I don't hate Megamind. <laughs> I, I put it like in a fairly solid position on my no, sure, ranking. Sure, sure. I believe it was like just below a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Which is, Don't you hate that movie? It's not that great, but... <laughs> I, this is why I get so confused by your ranking sometimes, because you're like, oh man, I hate that new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And then you put Megamind below it, and you're like, oh no, I, Megamind's alright. I'm like, what does your <laughs> ranking even mean then? <laughs> I, you no, know what? No, sometimes I don't understand my own ranking. Yeah, things. But no, I, I like Megamind fine enough. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It's no. very, you know, cliche... It's it's basically like Despicable Me, but not as good. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Um, All right. All moving right. on. Yeah, moving on. To the advice segment this week, uh, guys. Today we got a letter in uh, the mail. That's where we get letters, and uh, sent in to us from a certain Ben Affleck. It's okay. I'm a friend of your sons. Any relation to the to the actual Ben Affleck? Oh yeah, it is the Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. He didn't want to be anonymous this time. He writes, "Dear reboot already underway. Just want to say I'm a big fan of the show. Been listening since episode one. Can't get enough of that Alex Jones impression. Thank you, Ben. I I know at least that wasn't on episode one, in, so in I, I'm highly." Okay, we're going. We're moving on. Um, Ben writes, I'm at a bit of a crossroads in my uh, career. 
on one, on one hand, I really would like to uh, continue being Batman. On the other hand, I know it'll ruin my career if I continue to be in that trash movie franchise. Um, what should I do? Should I take... What kind of roles should I take? Should I take more directorial jobs? Or should I continue writing? Any advice is appreciated. Thank you, guys. Love you. Hope to be on an episode soon. Well, Ben, whenever you want to be on an episode, just shoot me an email, and uh, I'll get you right on to talk about your next project, whatever that may be, as long as it's not Justice League. Uh, <laughs> all right. Whoa, whoa no. I will, whoa, okay, I will fine. About- Don't. Fine, we'll take Justice League. Fine. Well, I will take anything. If Ben Affleck wants to talk about the weather. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I will have this man on this podcast. Listen, Ben Affleck, let let, let me take the lead. Okay. I know exactly what you need to do. I know you're in a little bit of crossroads in your life. You're like, do I direct? Do I act? Do I sing? Should I be in like high school music for? What should I do? Let me tell you what you need to do. Get back to your roots. Know know where your roots are? Working with Matt Damon. You get back to working with Matt Damon, shooting films, writing films, being in films together with Matt Damon. Because let me go, let's let's talk about some of your films. We got Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. great film. I believe they wrote that together, correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Glory Days. We got Matt Damon. We got Matthew McConaughey, Brendan Fraser. Stellar cast. Stellar cast. It goes on and on and on. All all these solid early movies in your early directing, writing, acting career. Mm-hmm. Since Matt Damon, you, you've been doing well. You've been doing really well. Yeah. But at this time in your life, everything comes full circle. So I think it's time to come full circle. Sincerely, David Becker. I mean, honestly, my advice is actually pretty similar, Ben. Except for not teaming up with Matt Damon. You can team up with Matt Damon, too. But um, it's time to get back to your roots and work with Kevin Smith. Now, Kevin Smith, I don't know if you've noticed, Ben, uh, he's gone a bit off the rails with his movies lately. Um, Tusk and then Yoga Hosers. I don't know what's happened, man. But you guys used to be tight. And I think if you guys, you know, get back together, make another movie. Sure, not all of the movies you made together are great. I mean, you made Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy's like pretty good, even though it's still a little bit of a weird uh, premise. Matt, Matt, da- Matt Damon's in that one, too. Oh, so. is he? There you go. Get Matt Damon. <laughs> no? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Is he oh, actually in that? Full circle! Full, full circle! circle. <laughs> no, yeah. I need to check that after, but yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, you just need to, you need to, number one, you're, you're a fantastic director, Ben, if I may say so myself. Uh, maybe you can, uh, you know, help to teach Kevin Smith, how to be a great director as well. Now, maybe that's uh, not the best. Uh, maybe you want to do something else. But, you know, I feel like you kind of owe a lot to Kevin. So, you know, maybe give back. That's, that's my advice. Aaron, what do you think? Well, I was actually thinking of something in, like, the same vein as both of you guys about, like, returning to your roots, mm-hmm. you know? So I was thinking you need to you maybe take, like, a little, little break from uh, filmmaking for a while. Like, if you're, if you're struggling to figure out what you want to do in life, you know, you have all this potential, you have all this talent, but you don't know what you want to do in life, step back for a while. I think what you should do is you should go undercover. 
what you should do is you should disguise yourself as a janitor and just start working at the at a, a school. Just go around to various schools across the country and just work as a janitor. But then, like sometimes at night, like you'll solve like a, a filmmaking problem on a, a chalkboard or something. You know, like you'll be like, oh, you should use this camera lens instead of this camera lens. But you don't. You won't let anyone know you're the one solving these. And so you so, just do so you this for like to enroll. No, he's Mom not enrolled. He's, he's, he's a janitor. He's a janitor at the school. Mm. And then you just got to do yeah. this for a couple months, you know, just like build your cover, maybe invest in a whole new life here or whatever. Mm. And then you just got to wait for like this kindly old professor to like notice you. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just like start tutoring you and they'll help you figure out what you want to do with your life. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. I've, I've heard that this kind of, you know, arc works out pretty nicely, you know? Like, this is, this is a good method from uh, all the stories I've heard of people attempting this. Yeah, so. I can't put my finger on any, like, specific story, uh, but that... I think yeah. it's, an, yeah. it's an age-old tale, you yeah. know? Just... I don't think you can really credit one thing with that story. That's, it's, like, it's an old proverb, old, old American proverb, as it is. Oh. It's good for hunting. <laughs> Um, all right, so is that our advice for, uh, for Ben? Do we got anything else, or? I think. All right, well, Ben, hopefully we helped you out a little bit. Hopefully you, uh, have thought of a new way to look at life, and a new direction to take, because let's be honest, you can't be Batman forever. Well, <laughs> you certainly can't be in Batman forever. You don't want to be in Batman forever, but, <laughs> um. Hey, Batman Forever was better than his Batman film, so. Whoa. Savage. Yeah. Uh, but at least Kiss from a Rose isn't in. <laughs> it's in Batman v Superman. Uh, that guys. is the best Batman theme of all time. Yeah. Like yep. if- sure. Uh, guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! This is a, uh, hmm. How would I describe it? Sci fi with light horror elements. Um, released in 2011, and barely long enough to be considered a real movie, at an hour and 20 minutes. We're talking about The Darkest Hour. I've never heard of this, or I've never seen this film. I've heard of it. Okay, uh, the Darkest Hour is complete and utter garbage. <laughs> I think that's really the only way I can describe this movie. Um, so it takes a fairly common uh, trope in sci-fi where it's like, hey, everyone's gone, people have died, but we were like in this like bunker or whatever, and then we come out and it's like, whoa. <laughs> There are no people left or whatever. It's not exactly like that. We get to see that sort of premise from the beginning. Sort of like Cloverfield, I guess. Um, I hate that I just compared this movie to Cloverfield. But, um, so it's four friends who go to Moscow for a vacation. Because when I think of vacation, I think Moscow. Especially if I'm a college-aged friend. Mm-hmm. Wait, 
I am. Uh, so, <laughs> these four friends are hanging out or whatever. Then all of a sudden, aliens. Aliens? Aliens happen. And so the aliens, they come down, but the aliens look weird. And normally you'd be like, okay, that's interesting design for an alien. Um, the problem is, is that... Oh, wait, is this not the one where the aliens are invisible? They are. Okay. But they do have a design as well. Their design... But they're so, they're so ugly, they're, they have to hide themselves from the world. Yeah. And that's why they're invisible. Because they're shy. Yeah, basically. Their design is less... Um, so they're invisible, but they use the energy around them. They basically steal our power supply, which is like, why'd they come here for that? That's not infinite. Like, I don't know. That seems a bit dumb, but whatever. Um, and basically they have energy wrapped around them. So you can kind of see them. They're still invisible, but... And then they use their little energy tentacles, and if they, like, wrap around you and, like, squeeze you, you explode into dust for some reason. I'm like, that's, that's science. Science proved that happens if you wrap yourself with electricity. I know that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, these friends, they're just trying to get back home, man. They want to get away from the alien invasion. Um, of course, one of the girls die. It's two guys and two girls. Of course, one of the girls die very early on. You're like, oh yeah, that's uh, we have a real reason to care about them. They, uh... all right, and uh, so this one guy and his girlfriend are left. At... The one guy is kind of our main character. We'll call him Guy A. Um, guy A, Girl A are together. Guy B, Girl B are together. Girl B dies. So it's like, oh man, oh he really looks like he's upset about this. And then the next scene, he's like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> what, what? You're not, like, broken up over this? This was your girlfriend. She's dead now. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, sure, you didn't care about her that much. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. Well, I mean, she didn't even have a name, so. Yeah, I mean, she was Girl B. He doesn't was... have a name, so I don't know who he is to cast dispersions, but. Um, the movie goes on. You know, there's weird, weird chase sequences that there's no tension for because you can't even see the monster <laughs> and it's like oh cool uh what do you it's like the happening it's like when they run through the field and the happening and you're like this scene looks so dumb because they're running from wind and this one it's just they're running from nothing <laughs> and you can't hear the monsters or anything so you're like oh uh, cool it's a good good idea guys um yeah yeah and then just more stuff happens. Apparently, Molotov cocktails kill the, the the aliens, which is like, my god. Like like fire or like specifically, specifically Molotov, Molotov cocktails. cocktails. Only Molotov literally cocktails. Literally anything <laughs> use anyone uses in this movie. They're like, how do we make fire? Molotov cocktails. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's all you know, alcohol. <laughs> Why? I think that's the whole reason they went to Moscow too. Actually, now that I think about it. But it's been a long so time. This, this would have been a much better movie if it was like about a bunch of like like the, this pack of frat bros who were drunk the whole time trying to fight off an alien invasion. Uh, no, is so what you, you're saying. So you wish but, it was just the world's but end. When, but when they awake <laughs> yes. and they actually figure out that they're on a bender and that they were tripping on acid. Oh. And then you get to rewatch rewatch the whole movie except it's just them being drunk and idiots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
I like, I like Aaron. Let's pitch this to Ben Affleck. All right, all right. yes, to Ben Affleck. <laughs> Sounds like a Honestly, this would that would be a way better movie than what this one is. And you're like, oh, maybe this will have a surprising twist or whatever. Oh no, Guy B dies. Kind of saw that one coming from the beginning, right? There's like really weird foreshadowing in this movie that they're like. The way they talk to each other is, you're my best friend. I don't know what would happen if something happened to you. And it's like, that guy's dead. He, he's dead. And he's like, I won't let anything happen to you guys. And it's like, you're dead. You, you're dead as soon as you say that in a movie. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Uh, guy B dies. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the movie just kind of ends. They're like, oh, no. It's like War of the Worlds like ending, but not because War of the Worlds Ooh. is like... Oh, they they leave or whatever, and everything's fine. This one, they don't leave. Actually, you know, that was a really bad comparison. <laughs> I was going to say, War of the Worlds has a clear ending. Yeah, I'm going to say, this is, uh, sorry, this is a lot more like Clover, or 10 Cloverfield Lane's ending, where it's like, oh, then they go uh, off to fight in, like, the bigger, uh, you know, resistance or something to that effect. Um, and the thing about this movie is that it's just boring. It, it's so boring. It's an hour and 20 minutes, and they couldn't milk any enjoyment out of it. They're just kind of like, all right, here, here's the movie. And I watched it because I was kind of excited for it, because this is when I was like first like, oh, yeah, no, I'm getting more into sci-fi and stuff and watching more movies. My dad had Netflix where they gave you the discs and stuff, and mm-hmm. he had watched it, and I wasn't there. And he was like, oh, yeah, here you go. You can just take it home and watch it or whatever and then just give it back. I'm like, okay. So I watched it and I was like, mm, well, that was a waste of an hour and 20 minutes. So, so it's his fault. Yeah, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> but he was like, oh, man, this movie was so good. And I, I love my dad so much. But his taste in movies is so, <laughs> atrocious, it's so atrocious. Like, honestly horrible. <laughs> like, the other day he was like, oh, man, Jake, you got to watch Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa was so funny. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need to watch Dirty Grandpa. So, uh, I saw that classic. Oh, God. I mean, I will end up watching it because of Aubrey Plaza, but... Why do you do this to yourself? Because I love Aubrey Plaza. Why? I just have a certain group of actors and actresses I'll watch everything they're in. And now, Kelly Hernandez is also in that group. So, Kelly, make some more movies. How about that? All right. She's already been in, she's already been in one good one. one. No, one fantastic, near-perfect movie. La La Land. And then she was in Alien Co- oh, Covenant, which is a real garbage fest. But she was also Is she in, the one in Blair Witch? Yes, but she was also okay. in Blair Witch. Which is, I'm going to say it right now, will be regarded as a modern horror classic in a few Not at years. all. Yes. No. no. Not at all. And you can hate it all no. you want. That movie is a good movie. No, it's not. All right, guys. Let's move on. <laughs> Don't watch the Final movie. segment. Yeah. The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I didn't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong, and I hate you. This is, of course, the segment where we take a review. We go on Flixer. We find a review, and we take out all the, the spoilery bits, and we throw it out into the world, and the other two, we hear it, and then he's like, hey, what movie do you think that's for? Here's the stars. And then it's like, wow, I don't know what movie that's for. Let me think about it. And then Aaron usually finds ones. I don't know how he finds the best ones all the time, but it's always, like, really poorly written ones. And it's like, man, I Whoa, don't know where he's going mine are great. Huh? Whoa, don't throw mine under the bus. Wait, a minor. Aaron's are like 
I swear Aaron just types in bad Flickster reviews on the internet or something, and then that's how I, he finds them. I just scroll through the same list you I guys have. I get bored so quickly. I'm like, there's nothing good here. All right, next movie. Well, now you're hyping this up, but now I'm, I'm worried mine doesn't live up to your, your standard. But What's your uh, review? Just say it. All right, well, I have two for you, because I'm not sure if you're going to... You probably won't be able to get it from the first one. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Five stars. Mm. Both heroine and villain female actors were hotter than Wonder Woman. The film had better special effects as well. I loved it. All his movies spend money on making a good quality picks. Wonder Woman looked like a low-budget film compared to this. I think I know what this is. Is it Atomic Blonde? Is it what? Oh, no, Atomic what? Blonde's a good movie. Was it? No, it wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be Atomic Blonde, because Atomic Blonde was Blonde? critically... That was last week. Atomic Blonde, that, that was like last week yeah, or two weeks ago. Week. Sorry. Um, I think it's I know. The Mummy. It's I'm just going to guess, is it The Mummy? It is The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it, and this is going to sound horrible, but I got it from the two leads were hotter than Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right. I want to hear this other review, though. All right. I'll, I'll read this one uh, uncensored, then, I suppose. Okay. Five stars. Great movie. Mm. Tom is Tom. Always awesome. I wished this were longer and with more ancient flashbacks. Audience needs more connection to the princess and conflicting feelings regarding her. We feel she's both good, bad kind of thing. Also, would it have been nice to see her less homely the whole time would be nice to see her pretty too what are you kidding sophie butella is a gorgeous woman why are they like yo sophie butella not pretty enough in this movie it's like are you kidding more storyline on the stone dagger and how it was created how hyde ties in how the secret organization started and what funds them would like to be taught more about real ancient areas throughout the world. What? They want more history in their, Dude, watch, in their mummy watch, movie. Watch a documentary, man. <laughs> also, entering the resting site with three people was a bit of a stretch, since sites like that are handled differently. I would have written in something uh -huh. that deaf caused the approval to remove the sarcophagus that quickly. Also, the church scene should have been shorter. Too much time on face-sucking and zombies. <laughs> I really, really, really love the, don't know what you call it, van crash shoot church. And the rolling <laughs> on the plane. What? It's, I really, really loved, in all caps, the, in parentheses, don't know what you call it, end parentheses, van crash shoot, in parentheses, church, end parentheses. <laughs> what? God. Is that when he just ends up back at the church? I, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. All right. And the rolling on the plane. If you've ever been in a crash, it's, well, whoever shot that is a genius. <laughs> Flat out. That was unreal. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was unreal. You're right. Uh, but in a bad way. All right. I'm honestly just more offended that they're like, uh, Sophia Butella wasn't pretty enough in this movie. I'm like, oh my god. I disagree entirely, but whatever, man. Um, alright. Guys, this has been episode 64 of Reboot Already Underway. 
If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex15. That's two S's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. He doesn't post anything, though, so it's like... I, I retweet things. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm giving you... Go look at his right fine retweeting. <laughs> it, oh, I thought you said vine retweeting. I'm like, Aaron, you retweeting those vines? <laughs> oh, yeah. All those vines. Um... And if you want to find him on uh, this clever blog name's already taken at Tumblr.com, you can. Uh, are you working on anything in, sp- in specific? I mean, as I said earlier, I'm working on that October blog project, but that won't be out until then. So, yeah. I'm excited. Um, Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter and Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, working on something, the thing I was working on, I am going to save it for October because it kind of fits in that theme. I kind of just gave away what it was. <laughs> um, it gave away the theme of it, but it, it, uh, it should be interesting. Um, Does that mean I have to do something for October too? You can. Yes. It's just going to be one thing, uh. But I was like, it just makes sense. It's already almost October, so I'm just going to save this and post it then. Um, but uh, I'm also working on something. Maybe, I this is going. It, it's going to be a difficult task to do this, but I think I might be able to. But we'll see. Um, guys, if you want to find the podcast around the internet, you can find us at Reboot Already On on Twitter, Reboot Already Underway on Facebook, and of course, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, who was it? Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar says SoundCloud's going to be okay, guys. Um, so, just trust him. Um, if SoundCloud's not okay, I need to re-download he, every he, episode. He made a song for Amazing Spider-Man 2, so we can all trust his judgment. Did he really? Yes. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, join us next week when we talk about some movies that we, uh, we uh, had recommended so. which we should recommend the bye bye man to David the missed opportunity I right? would watch that. it before the end goodbye of the everyone alright goodbye bye.